0: From Harare, Zimbabwe, to the World Wide Web. You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Every week, we lead you in conversation on life, God and pop culture. Our goal is to get you to ask questions and compare what today's culture is telling us versus what the Bible says. If you're a non-believer, we hope that our conversation will shed more light on what the Christian faith is really about. Never miss an episode by subscribing through our website, www.radiantculture.africa. Or you can find us on iTunes. Like our Facebook page, look up Radiant Culture and follow us on Twitter at Radiant Culture. If you're on Instagram, it's Radiant Underscore culture. Radiant culture. It's life. It's truth. It's lit.
1: Stay tuned.
0: Hey everybody, my name is T Mac.
1: Cookie Monster is my name.
0: Um we have a really interesting episode coming up for you today on a subject that I've heard talked about before, but I'm hoping we can tackle it in a in a different way today.
1: Yeah. So so what we have is I think it's a um, two Natured problem, which is, I think, an understanding problem. Uh-huh. And hey, there, there we go. You're, say say <laughs> that again.
0: Dual nature. That, that works too. That <laughs> works too. Up, yeah.
1: Get away. Um, <laughs> so, an understanding problem, right? Yeah. That we, yeah. we lack understanding. And Proverbs yeah. talks a lot about understanding.
2: Yeah.
1: Seeking understanding. Yeah. Um, then, an implementation problem. Yeah. Right, which is that we we've got, we're so full of information. Right, every Sunday we're taking notes. We attend seminars. I almost every church nowadays has some sort of a business uh, arm where they're doing conferences. They're doing all kinds of things. They're bringing in guests from everywhere. But are we implementing that? Have, yeah. have we really thought about the practicalities of that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. That what what does it mean uh, to be? A Christian who's in business are you different yeah and what what do you need to do to prosper as a Christian yeah. what does what is leadership in business yeah for a Christian you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah because th- those things need to be addressed and we've yeah. got to really deal with the with the pragmatic issues where that's concerned
2: yeah and <clears throat> again we, we have this truth and when I look at I was reflecting recently because I've been reading first Samuel in my daily devotions and I came across this statement about how, you know, it says that David was successful wherever he went because the Lord was with him. You know? And not because, it just says because the Lord was with him. Hmm. Not anything else. And I thought, how many Christians have the Lord with them? Hmm. And how many are being successful wherever they go because the Lord is with them? But
1: David was always bad on, bruh. That one used to be
2: hit people (laughs) because he knew because you're a skilled guy you're a skilled fighter yes but you see the scripture is saying because the Lord Lord was was with him him. so the point is it's not so much that hey all those principles don't matter it's that why aren't we seeing as much in terms of Christians getting into spaces like this and being why is it we ask each other the question that can a Christian survive in a cutthroat environment Mm -hmm. why are we not seeing the, the Daniel kind of paradigm where give me veggies 10, for 10 days and see what, you know, what I look like. And these guys are e- eating meat and choice food. Mm-hmm. Hey, but you don't have any protein, bro. How are you going to look better you exactly, know, after 10 yeah. days? But after 10 days, the like, guys look better than everybody else. On veggies. Mm-hmm. And then their diet is changed. They be- these guys become thought leaders. They become uh, pioneers, as it were. They become example setters. Mm-hmm. If you want to look great, be like these four guys. We're gonna take away all this rich food and give everyone veggies and water. You know where is that in the Christian space? And I, I do, I do believe that there are people out there. Yeah. But I think because I'd, I'd expect it to be on a much greater scale. Right. But there's, as we're talking about those issues to resolve, of understanding issues of what's shrewdness, what's evil. You know, I, and that kind of yeah. The whole love of money. You know is a yeah, big big issue. Big <clears throat> so if someone is going great guns in business and is valuing every minute, this is how the people in the world do it. Mm. You're going to be accused of you love money.
0: Yeah. Very true.
2: You know you you are it, it, mammon, my brother, my sister, mammon. Mm. Beware mammon. And so there's this holding back and there's this oh this questioning on the inside mm-hmm. am I doing this cuz I love money and you know, and then there's also this whole, the charismatic thing, you know, God put me here. Right. So the guy who doesn't believe in God will look at the numbers and say, it's not working. I'm moving out of this place. The rentals are not working. Out I go. Yeah. But the Christian will hang on a bit longer because oh, because God God, God, God can. God said, and, you know, I have faith and I trust God. And what will it say if I move out of this place? Does it mean that I'm not believing my God? god to come mm. through what kind of a christian am i you know we have got people around us who put us under a lot of pressures while well in saying yeah. you know if your god is you know the god of the bible the god of elijah you know you've been around christians like that okay. who just put so much pressure on you to stay in a situation where you should just leave the business the fundamentals are saying it's not going to work here yeah you know but come on but, you, you know, know I, isaac was blessed in, when he sowed in the dry season, my brother but and my sister. not
0: be wrong in saying those things?
2: Though? Not wrong, but you have to look at the context of Isaac. Isaac was, was told by God to stay in that place. That was a promise that God made to him in a time that it was dry. Because uh, Egypt was looking, you know, he could have made the same mistake as his father made, going to Egypt in, in, a, in the dry time, because they don't go to Egypt. But stay where you are And I will bless you mm-hmm. So that was the result of a promise So if God has given someone a promise I'm not saying leave that place Of course trials will come But if you've got a promise Stay there because God has spoken
1: But then but it's going to be, be gonna, a promise from God Yeah,
2: it's going to be a promise from God it's, it, it, it can't be because you, you listen to some podcast <laughs> You know, and or just general Someone else is on this faith thing They're on a faith high mm-hmm. For their situation And they come and impose it on you And mm-hmm. saying, oh, you shouldn't be leaving You know, look at what the scripture says You know And then you're losing money. You're losing faith in your ability as well. You know your confidence is going down. Your name is messed up. You're owing, and there's so many situations like that in the church. Um, And this is where we need to to allow people just to really walk according to the wisdom that God gives. Hey, it's not working. Look at the numbers. Let's go. So maybe the problem. Um, So so, yeah. So I will leave Uh right, and as I'm in the process of following wisdom. If God then comes in and says, do not go, then. But I'm 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 a person who's already in motion. Yeah. You see.
1: That's good. The point I actually wanted to, to highlight there was that <clears throat> maybe it's because we have a slightly distorted definition of what it means to actually hear from God. Because when we think of god speaking to us we're thinking of the still small voice or yeah. the vision or the dream yeah. but we forget that god has spoken to us through his word yeah right yeah so what about the practical day-to-day decisions we're supposed to make what about the wisdom that's in the word already yes for things we're supposed to do so why, why do we want to wait for confirmation yes I, I guess it's good but yeah honestly we we, we, we talk a lot about confirmation and well, i'm just waiting to hear from the lord and it's good right sometimes yeah. but sometimes i think it's just an excuse for procrastination or yeah. fear of decision making you know what i'm trying yeah. to say because i think we're given very clear-cut instructions about how to deal with day-to-day things how we should uh fare. but yeah. then we we don't because we want to wait for for someone to endorse us i want to wait for Mac to say i was praying and then god told me that you should
2: but look out maybe i i take a more optimistic uh, view of things in terms of i think this is really stemming from people's genuine desire to please god mm-hmm. people really want to do what's right in the in, in the eyes of god so they will labor on things it's just so afraid of you know stepping out of and again maybe that's another issue where maybe doctrinally theologically whatever big word you want to use you know do you have this god who is looking to make sure that you know it's a narrow road my brother so if you just step out Two centimeters from the way, and you're going to fall and you're not going to be able to come back. You know what I mean? Right. So I have to make sure that I'm, I'm inching forward, making sure I'm on this path. Is that, is that the kind of God we have? Or is God got a freeway where, you know, where the Bible says things like, um, I think there's this guy who was told, uh, when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, do whatever you find to do, for the Lord will be with you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's also got that angle to him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, hmm. Let's go and attack those Philistines at the garrison because nothing can stop us you know, from succeeding because the yeah. Lord can save, whether by many or by few. That's Jonathan, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not waiting for a word from the Lord to say we can go. He goes there and says, if we go and then this happens, yeah. then God has given them into our hands. But if not, he hasn't. But it's not, let, let's wait and hear what the Lord says. It's let's go and show ourselves mm-hmm. uh, you know, to his armor bearer. So there has to be that balance in our understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, because your, your competitor doesn't hear from God or doesn't wait to hear from God. He's just hearing from the numbers and he's going. <laughs> <from> <laughs> uh, that, that's the voice of God to him.
1: Yeah, the numbers are the uh, God. The numbers uh, are the
2: God to is him. So yeah. is God his NPV, you know, net present value, his yeah. internal rate of return. Those are his numbers. That, that's his voice and he's way living on that. And then we want to hear another voice coming from somewhere and then again, there's all sorts of issues with hearing God's voice, especially when, you know, are you hearing God's voice correctly? You know, there's all that stuff that comes into play. And when I'm not saying that therefore we shouldn't try to hear him. I'm just thinking that perhaps those things happen because we're living our Christian, uh, Christian life in the wrong way. Look at the numbers. Apply wisdom. Hire someone if you need to. Let go of this person. Oh, but if I let go of them, you know, I'm a Christian. What does that say about me? What does it say about my witness? It's not you who has let them go. It's the business that's let them go. Yeah. Because the business is a person. Or they've let themselves go. (laughs) They have not met the standard. Exactly. And it's totally okay.
0: right. So, Kuwaza, I think another thing us Christians grapple with is this term called marketplace ministry. Uh And that... Wherever you are That's your mission field Uh That's where you should be Preaching the gospel And that's where you should be You know Evangelizing Mm -hmm. How? (laughs) uh, Let's say I'm a lawyer Mm -hmm. Uh, How? Am I supposed to like Pray with my clients? Or I think that's another thing We grapple with Because we're like Okay Do I just let my job Be my job And this is how I support my family Or is that like Now I'm serving The God of Mammon Monday to Friday Then on
1: Sunday That's when I'm serving I want to can I, can I quickly say something yeah then then, then you you jump in because I know you're gonna say something very long, so um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. it's a compliment, man, man
2: it's a, okay.
1: okay. anyway, so okay, you're gonna edit that so um to answer that question, uh, I was listening to Ravi mm, again I'm edit that. <laughs> <laughs> but the the whole thing about sacred versus secular, right, which um, is and and I've been thinking a lot about, like, you know, worship. W- what does it mean to worship the Lord? We hear a lot about worshiping the Lord. And one of the most fundamental things that um a believer is supposed to do is to worship. John 4 23, Jesus talks about this that God seeks those that will worship him. But what does that mean? Does that mean that everywhere I am I'm singing hill songs or whatever, right?
0: Well, if you walk into my shop,
1: yeah, that's that, what's exactly clean. that you've got you've gotta be playing Christian music. Yeah. But that's such a i think that's a very limited definition of worship and this is how this ties into what you um what you're asking because it's something that i've kind of been studying which is that worship is coextensive with life right Wait, worship and life work hand in hand they flow together mm-hmm. worship should be a part of what we do every day so there shouldn't be this divide between Sacred and secular, meaning that if you 're working in a secular vocation, then it 's not sacred if you 're a lawyer who's employed by a law firm where there are no Christians there or if you 're a producer or whatever right it 's not a Christian vocation per se, but uh, but th- there shouldn 't be a divide between that and, and secular because the difference really should be between sacred and profane, meaning that if i 'm working Um, running a business or if I'm a lawyer and what I'm doing is now directly going against what God says. Mm. If I know that I'm um, swindling money and uh, I'm promoting injustice, someone is now having to go without because I've taken. Mm. Or, you know what I'm trying to say? Or if I know that I am funding prostitution. I know I'm using very extreme examples, but my point being that what we do should be worship and we don't need to put the label on it we should just know that as I, as I work, I'm worshiping God. So I do what I do to the best of my ability because it's worship to God. Mm -hmm. Right. And that doesn't mean that I should be like wearing a Jesus sticker or it just means I do what I do knowing that I'm doing it for God, but I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I hope that makes sense.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, um, so that's the answer to the question, is it? <laughs> no, no,
1: no. no, no that, that, that's my, that's my, that's my two cents. That's my two
2: cents. <laughs> All right, okay. And look, um, I, look, I agree with you there in terms of. Uh, <clears throat> I think I would be more radical and say, um, only in very, I think, very few instances should you be directly witnessing to your clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the greatest witness that you can give is the quality of the work that you do. Um, I struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, it's a struggle. Um,
0: because I yeah. just because I produce good work, you're not going to immediately think, what's different about this girl? That <laughs> her yeah. work is so good. You know, she <laughs> must be a Christian. Like, yeah. It doesn't follow. Like, I know a, people usually respond to me in that way, you know, like your work speaks, but I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really though. Do. Like, yeah, I'll,
2: I'll give you an example. Um, I, was, I was in a shop And uh, I was getting yogurt For my daughter And so it's a six pack And so the lady there she was new mm-hmm. uh, And then she just Charged for the one because you know They use that for you know just that For the code thing. yeah For the barcode bar yeah. uh-huh. And so she just charged the one and then she was done And then I said to her You didn't charge the rest mm-hmm. You only charged one You have to charge the rest and then, you know, you could see the gratitude on her face, you know. And I think there was a sense of embarrassment, you know, but I could tell that she really wanted to ask, you know, so... <laughs> why did, she why did the you the do truth? this? You know, you could, have, you could have gotten this for the price of one, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm just giving that as an example of something that happened very recently of how you can begin a conversation on that basis. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone once said to me, I think after some, I, I, I needed cash and there was just no cash in, you know, in the shop. Mm. I needed you know, like a cash back. And then out of the blue, someone just came with cash and paid mm. right when I needed it. I She said, you're going to have to wait for a few minutes because there's no cash. And then this lady just came. And then mm. the question she asked me was, she asked me, Sean, I said, no mata. mata. You know, mm. that's another, you know, opening.
0: Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. And I think we need to also be careful That we don't have this savior complex Mm. You're not the only one who's witnessing Mm. The Lord said Pray that the Lord of the harvest Send laborers into the harvest field You're witnessing to people That don't come to your job There are people who are going to witness To the people that are coming to you as clients Mm. You have to believe God in that Mm. And focus on witnessing Through your work And trust God. Because you're saying, God, I want my work or I want to be able to witness and God will open uh, up the opportunities. Yeah, Yeah,
0: actually that's uh, probably a prayer I haven't actually prayed yet. Yeah. See how, Lord, like, I actually
2: want to. Because again, when you're in business and this is the problem, I I keep coming back to this whole Christian business issue. This is where the issue is. I'm a Christian. I must witness. Mm -hmm. No, you're a business. You must provide a service. (laughs) I didn't come here to hear about Jesus. I came here to find out about what you do, and how they can meet a need that I have. Ish. And if in the process, maybe someone, you know, maybe you get a word of knowledge for them, uh, you know, do you have a pain in your shoulder? Or, uh, you know, they start talking about their child. Mm. Whatever, th- you know, thing that can come through. Yeah. You can have an opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah. But it is not the thing that's at the forefront of your mind. Mm. Yeah. I'm in business. Yeah. I'm offering a service. Offer this a is service. what I do. Mm. And I'll do it to the best of my ability. You know what? Maybe I think perhaps? you're you're
1: onto you're onto something very important there. Because so, sorry, sorry, T Mac. Right. Because <clears throat> people are coming for a service. Yeah. If someone calls me and they want a quotation, they're asking for a service. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe if the, our thinking that, yeah, I should always be ready to witness," is actually taking away from our ability to deliver a service, yeah. which could eventually maybe lead to a witnessing opportunity yeah you know what i'm saying yeah because we're constantly thinking ah how can i witness which is i guess a good thing yeah right but we we've we've got to think differently about that because truthfully speaking if somebody calls or you know somebody uh visits your 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 shop or your business they're coming for a service yeah right imagine if you called the apple uh the, the 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 Apple hotline or whatever it's called, and you've got a problem with your iPhone or your MacBook, then somebody's is like, oh, yeah, we're gonna sort it out. I'm just just wondering, Andrew, do you know Jesus? You know, yeah. even if you believe in Jesus, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, what's going on? Yeah. And of course, some people would get really offended. But the point being that we, we need to really learn how to distinguish these things. And it's difficult because yeah. uh that's contrary to what a lot of us are taught. But that's really, I think that's an important a line of thought that we should
2: consider. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's contrary to what we're taught, it's just about the context. Because you can apply that. There's people at the store, there's people at your child's school. There's so many people that you can witness to. Yeah. Why always <clears throat> you want to witness in a place where your primary witness should be you how you're delivering your service. And that's it's I'm I think so it's convicted. so convicted. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so very, very important yeah. to allow your witness, the primary witness to be how well you do what you do.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: So, are we saying that kingdom? What is it called? Marketplace. Marketplace ministry is non-existent.
2: What? What is marketplace? Well, exactly. It's it's not practical. We need to define what we mean. What I'm saying is, your marketplace ministry, because the word ministry is that's the word that comes from serving. From you know, you're a servant as a minister. That's the word there. When you're serving in the marketplace, you're serving people with the gift that you have, with the grace that's on your life. So if that grace is being used to serve people with a product or with a service that enables them to enjoy it, then you are a minister in the marketplace. But when people hear a minister in the marketplace, they're thinking that they have to go and replicate what pastor is doing at the pulpit in the marketplace.
1: Yeah, I'm really grateful that my my pastor right is quite a practical guy and he's uh well he's a bit of a business but he's very well uh very business minded so he often talks a lot about this kind of stuff that um as christians we need to we we need to be practical you know what i'm saying Like we we need to really think about the practicalities of what we're doing and this whole issue of you know the marketplace ministry thing come to think of it it's tricky guys It's tricky
2: because can can I can uh I can I come in and say, do you know that many people, not just believers, but unbelievers, they they don't want work done by a Christian. Mm -hmm. You know that they have almost an aversion because, okay, thanks. People are busy thinking ministry, but the quality of the work, which is the reason that we have met. Right, the, the the reason we're having this conversation, the reason I've come across you, is not so that you can speak to me about God. Mm-hmm. It, that that could be the in the background somewhere in God's plan, but what we know for sure that we don't have to have any conjecture about is that there's a service I'm supposed to deliver to you. Mm -hmm. And someone is so busy that people are praying the whole time when they're in the office and they think that they're being good Christians. You know, they are sending WhatsApp videos and inspirational things from their pastor and, and trying to convert people. Those people must be fired from the <laughs> from, from the from the from the organization. That's not why you're there. Yeah, you are there to offer service, and if you don't offer the service, you're going to compromise your witness. Right. Because someone says if you are this way, you don't you know bring. You said that you're going to bring the product on time. You didn't bring it on time. Yeah. Uh, you did a shoddy job. You didn't even give me a refund. Now I, I want a refund. You're switching off your phone. I can't even get a hold of you. Mm. You know. And then you want to tell me about your Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, Why this oh, Jesus hasn't been able to sort you out Jesus. and help you. How's he going me out? Why, why do I want Why, exactly. why do want a piece of him if he's going to make me like you? Yeah. That's the kind of person that needs to be fired from their job. So hey, you know what, guys? I think I, I I know hope, that sounds harsh and radical, but it's. it's I, I'm with
1: you, and I hope I hope our listeners are really are uh, taking this in because there's. we've got to to really define these things and think through them, that what does being a Christian mean? Like, look at Jews. Why do those guys always... Like, why why are Jews so prosperous? Even the guys that are... Think of the practical things, because business, life is practical. I don't know why we then want to uh, get all weird and spooky when it comes to things to do with God, and yet everything else... Is practical. You know that if you're going to go and board a plane, you've got to be there at a certain time. It? Mm-hmm. And you've got to get there on time. You've got to check in. If your bags are overweight, chances are they're going to make you pay extra. You, you need you're to... in a favor. Yeah. <laughs> then, so so now we've got this whole thing that we, we stop being practical because we're hoping... Why didn't you do that, bro? I, I, I've, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there, bro. I've got the t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? So I'm speaking from knowledge, yeah. And so one of my mentors... I remember my mentor said to me... Could I, you know what? This is several years ago. And he said to me, Could I? you need to start getting practical. That's what he said to me. In fact, like he said you need to get real with life. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I love the fact that you're driven, you love God and all of this. But life is about making decisions. Life is practical. Business is practical. If you don't look at all the things that you study, all the people you're studying, all the different books you're reading, right? If you don't take all those things and make them practical... It's all good knowledge that you have, that you post on your Facebook and share with people. But it's about being practical. What are the action steps? And people in the world, bruh. Guys, I was in the States a few weeks ago. I sat in a meeting where guys were making a decision, like they were working on a project. Guys, things were done in a matter of minutes. Decisions were made, things were happening. I opened my, my inbox, emails have been sent, things are happening. There was no prayer there, there was no one talking. But and some of the guys were Christians, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying that I think we forget that side of things that it's about being practical and getting things done.
2: And we then end up living in this world, live in the cloud. Right. Yeah, guys, remember God is going just as much as we believe God is going to call us to to account for the people that we didn't minister to when we should have. He's also going to call us to account for the quality of the work that we did. Yeah. So he's going to say, when you were in that office, what were you doing with the time that you had, with the opportunities, with the relationships, the people around you, the connections? What did you do with that? Mm, that's scary. Do you know that when Jesus talked, you know, that's, uh, I think I, I just have a few minutes. Mm. Jesus said, when he was talking about his return, he used a business example. You said, I gave these guys talents. Mm. And this guy came, I came back, this guy had uh, turned a profit. He had got double or 100%. Mm. And yeah. both the two, you know, got 100% of what they yeah. was given to them. And then this guy buried it and said, look, if you knew that I was the kind of person you say that I am, why didn't you invest my money so that I could receive it with interest? Mm. And so even his return is spoken of in business language, Mm. you know. It's seen, the talent that you have, is seen as an investment by God. The ability to make wealth The Bible says It's God who, make, who gives you The ability to make, make wealth, wealth. Uh-huh. That's an investment That God has made In you and me That wealth has to feed Orphans and widows if you're, if you're not operating At the highest level That you can There's a widow And an orphan somewhere There's someone Who's not going to school Because you're not operating where you, know, where you should be You're busy in the mountain When you're supposed To be in the marketplace And God will call people To account for that So I think that needs to be In the back of people's minds Or actually to the front Of people's minds scary, Forefront right? awareness Yeah That just as much as Pastor will be How many souls did you get in I gave you the grace to get in 100 souls And to watch over 100 souls How come you only manage 30 souls mm. You're going to be asked the same question If you're in the business world I gave you the capacity to run a multi-million dollar business But you're only pulling in a few thousand How did that happen Then you talk about your night of turnaround And all this kind of stuff <laughs> It's not going to fly
1: Yeah.
0: Wow that's so true Because that money is supposed to then go towards finding the kingdom
1: okay. Exactly How deep is that bro i'm I'm challenged you pamphlet
2: i command you <laughs> you iPad. You, iPad, <laughs> you know <laughs> you email you know Dude, i mean if that's why you flicks your switch, that's fine, yeah. but you're doing that in the quiet place you know mm. with the sheep and the bears before you you, you go before Goliath, okay when it's goliath time it's time to you know get serious, get your stones whatever you do um so I'm not saying then don't be spiritual, don't pray about things, but I'm saying. When it's front office stuff, client facing, do what needs to be done, and then whatever else you need to do. And I know you mentioned strive. Uh-huh. You know, they mentioned that they've had a lot of people pray, like intercessors, yeah. um, guys who will come in with a word and give direction. Yeah. But that's happening in the background. Exactly. You know. Um, it's not like therefore we're waiting. If we can't, then we're not going to go to Nigeria or wherever else these guys have found themselves. Yeah. And even the you know rats.
1: things like. His court battles, the fact yeah. that he's taken people to court, you know, <clears throat> yeah. like serious court battles, Yes, stuff like that, which is actually a whole nother, I think a whole nother story by itself. So my next question is to do with uh, pastors and I guess deacons, people actively involved in ministry, mm-hmm. that is it wise for people like, like let me talk of people running churches, right? Mm-hmm. Is it wise for people in that position? to get into business.
2: Okay. Um I'd say if we look at the example of the Bible, Paul is the greatest example of that. Mm-hmm. Paul ran a business uh and it's called people now talk about tent making as you know like uh an I don't know what you could call it like a metaphor I guess mm-hmm. to talk about being in business when you're in ministry. Um and I'll just take on Acts 19 as an example where he was in Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Uh he would meet with disciples at the hall of Tyrannus and did that for 2 years. Right. And he would teach these guys for five hours from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. every single day for two years. And then he'd go and be hard at work. So when they got the handkerchiefs and the aprons from him, it was not like you know, modern day ministers who pray for the handkerchiefs. It was stuff that was coming from his body while he was working. Because they'd use handkerchiefs and aprons during his work. And guys would take that and put that on sick people and they'd get healed. Demons would come out. So he was very effective in his business. There's a a part where he says, I know what it is to abound and what it is Mm -hmm. to abase. And people focus on the abasing, but he said, I know what it is to abound. So he he did have success in his business at times when things were good. Mm -hmm. So he ran a successful business, but he also ran a very successful ministry uh, as well. Uh, And it is possible. And he said that he did that to be an example to the flock. Right. And he also did that so that he could offer the gospel free of charge And to differentiate himself from the other ministers who were, who were preaching dependent. for money uh-huh. yeah. So he was differentiating the gospel as preaching from the ministers around him Particularly in Corinth Okay, yeah. So that's an example there of someone But I would say motive is very important mm-hmm. Are you getting in there because you share the same motives as Paul, or you're greedy? Is this mammon driven? You, know, you want more That's why you're in business do you have the discipline? Because Paul didn't have a family.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Do you have the discipline to be up working day and night? I know a guy who's in ministry and who's, he runs a mega ministry mm-hmm. and he's also in, you know, into business. He was talking about how he eats at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, mm-hmm. and he only eats one meal a day because he doesn't have time. Between the businesses he's running and the ministry that he's doing, yeah. he has just no time. Yeah. To be eating three meals a day. Mm-hmm. So do you have the time management grace? Do you have the ability? Do you have that discipline? If you don't have it, just choose one or the other, because God will not take half-baked ministry and half-baked business. That's good. Wow.
1: Well, That's I good. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what. <laughs> um. I I like how you you've 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 put that because often when we speak of Paul's tent making business it's often referred to as you know it's, it's like a side gig it's just this little thing that he was doing like almost like selling tomatoes you know Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul was full-on in ministry then he just had this other little thing that he was doing that was helping him make a bit of money you know maybe to pay the rent but it's never really uh well I'm talking about the context that I've Always heard it from. That's the understanding that I sort of had of it. That yeah. Paul was a, you know, it was a tent maker. It's the other thing that he could do. So you yeah. just go there, make a bit of money, right? But other dude was struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the sort of picture that yeah, you often get. Mm-hmm. So when you put it in that way, that's actually very very interesting because it then totally changes the the meaning of that.
0: But I yeah. guess we we are used to people just choosing one or the other. Because like for the disciples, we Peter only went back to fishing like after he was like had you know, disappointments. <laughs> but like, when Jesus said, follow me, they had to leave what they were doing and then follow him full time.
1: And I'm sure they're yeah. leaving something pretty deep. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. So my next question, right, in line with this, um, is to do with the nature of the businesses themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Are there types of businesses that Christians should leave alone altogether. Right. Okay,
2: All right. So there's a scripture, uh, probably Proverbs 13 verse 11. You might've heard it being, uh, you know, shared or quoted before, that a person who gains wealth hastily, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? It will dwindle, mm-hmm. but a person who grows a little by little will make it makes grow. It, yeah. makes it
1: grow, yeah.
2: That's the NIV or your general other translations. But I remember reading it in the Amplified one day, and this is what it said. I'm going to read it. Uh, I don't want to lose anything of what the scripture actually says If you'll bear with me here And this is Proverbs 13 verse 11 in the Amplified It says Wealth not earned but one in haste or unjustly Or from the production of things for vain or detrimental use Such riches will dwindle away But he who gathers little by little will increase his riches yeah. So It says here from the production of things for vain or detrimental use. Mm -hmm. If it's detrimental to the person that is receiving it, and that's the business you're in, it's not going to last very long. Longevity isn't going to be a feature of your business.
1: Right.
2: It's going to dwindle away. You will probably make money because it says wealth gained from that. So the wealth wealth will come. Because unfortunately, because of how fallen our world is detrimental products. Uh, is what people want. Yeah, it's actually more expensive. For example, if you look at food, to eat healthy yeah. than it is to eat uh, the what that people call junk food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually more expensive.
0: So if I was making my jiggies, then that's not that's detrimental.
2: Yeah. Okay. So gonna, I'm going to touch on that a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes to the question. There are areas of business that, as Christians, we can go into that are not right for us if right. we take this scripture uh, at face value. Mm. Um, and it has consequences on uh, how long that we can run the business. Um, legacy, you know, uh, you will make money, but how for how long? You know what I'm so, interested in, Kuwaza? Yeah.
1: Actually, based on that scripture you just read about uh, riches dwindling,
2: dwindling and, yeah.
1: Uh, I want to take a practical example. I'll look at someone who recently passed away, mm-hmm. uh, Hugh Hefner, mm-hmm. of the Playboy Empire. Yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Uh, come on, everybody. The empire,
0: everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the guy. Okay. Right.
1: You know what I'd want to I, I'd kind of like to juxtapose that against that scripture to say a guy like that who was running all those things just these Playboy bunnies, right? What what I'd want to know is will what's the long longevity of that that business based on that scripture you know what i'm saying and what does the bible mean by long is it is it talking about that this thing is not going to last a whole generation or it's not gonna last two generations because i think that context is also important because the bible could be saying that uh it's what it was meant to last 10 generations and it's only gonna last two Mm -hmm. and then this thing keeps on going for like a hundred more years then we start thinking ah but the scripture said it's supposed to dwindle so the scripture is not really being clear or you know what i'm trying to say yeah
2: look whenever you're dealing with uh, issues of time you know uh you know with god it's kind of it can seem rather fluid you know like well you know peter said that there are going to be people are going to scoff in the last day saying they talked about his coming but there's you know ever since time has just been going on things are going on as they were And these are scoffers that he calls and says, but they have to understand that a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand Mm -hmm. years is as a day. God doesn't see time the way that we do it. So in our view, we can think this business has been going on since 1920 or 60. I don't know how long his business was going. Um, And it's been going on for 30 years or 50 years or whatever. So we might think uh, he's defied the scripture. Mm -hmm. But in God's mind and in God's view, uh, what he means by the riches dwindling away, uh, also talking about a, a business that's not going to keep on growing and growing and growing. So if you, well, because I read a lot, mm-hmm. I came across the story about Playboy and how they tried to change their business model. They were now going to have, they stopped having girls in the, in the thing, in the magazine, I think somewhere along the way. And then they changed their minds again. saying, no, 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 we're going to do that. We're going to change our product offering. So that was in the news. And I was, it was just, I thought to myself, so these guys try something that they're trying because the business wasn't doing as well as it was doing before. Yeah. So we 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 already there there is evidence just coming to that example that the wealth has been dwindling. You look at the tobacco companies. Yeah. I read another article recently, a few uh, I think a month ago, where it talks about how tobacco industry. People are smoking less and less within the Western world, yeah, and they are going to the developed the developing countries and trying to make as much money as they can in the developing countries because of the trends that are shifting in uh the developed world Interesting
1: enough, if you notice uh even in sports like formula one yeah they they've banned uh tobacco manufacturers from being sponsors, yeah, and stuff like that it's quite interesting yeah anyway so then there's Lines of business that are a little, you know, a little blurry. Because, of course, if we're going to talk about pornography and all of that stuff, that's outright bad. We know that. But then you've got things like beer. Is it okay for a Christian to get into... Because I know someone who asked that question, right? I want to get into beer manufacturing. Or you get a position at a company that produces beer. And you're the manager of that division right Mm -hmm. things like that how Mm -hmm. uh, how how does scripture deal with stuff like that
2: yeah that's a that's a very big question but then you also have to look at if you look at scripture think about esther married to the dictator that was uh uh if that was his name if i remember well he was a dictator like proper dictator not like you've seen before
1: Yes. He was
2: totalitarian, yeah. And he was you know, the Jews were slaves in a land that he had ruled over. Um, but there she was in that position. Um, same thing with uh with her uncle or uh, Mordecai. Yeah. Actually saved the king's life, and I remember thinking, but he had no obligation to save the guy, you know. He heard a plot and then he went and said, Ah, there's a plot against you, oh king. Why? Let the guys kill each other. Why do I care? I mean, I was right. in exile, you know. But you have guys who are positioned in places where you would think mm, I don't know if they should be where they are. You know, uh, Nehemiah is cupbearer to the king. Mm-hmm. He's tasting the wine for the for the king who's oppressing his people. You have all these kind of situations, and they will come up in our world. The question is to ask yourself, why am I here? Hmm. What difference is it that God wants you to make? in this position. And to follow your conscience as it is instructed also by the Holy Spirit. Paul said in Romans chapter 9, my conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. Right. So your conscience is a very important umpire. Are you doing something that goes (laughs) against your conscience, goes against the witness of the Spirit? Because it's not always about, okay, so here's a list of all the industries you shouldn't get into. Because you can, if you go into the extreme, you can nitpick against any industry and say, Well, this is cruelty against, uh, you know, animals or, you know, you can take it anywhere, you know, in any business. But the issue is Holy Spirit's relationship with God. is the stuff that he says, I don't want you in there. Right. And being able to hear him is going to be very important as well.
1: Yeah. This is good, man. This is Mm. so good. You know, Kuwaza, thank you so much. This was a very eye-opening discussion and... Um, I've already learned quite a lot. And I've got a lot to think about. Yeah, yeah. T Mac definitely not. does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> but uh, I do though.
1: Yeah. So to the guys out there, our listeners, I really hope you're listening and taking this in because you know we've we've got to we've got to we've got to think through these issues. They're they're real issues, and I believe being a Christian and being an effective believer is a very practical thing, and we've got to really consider where we're at why we're doing what we're doing and ultimately you know are we are we in this because we want to please god is god even a priority to us or have we just kind of become uh, weird right and also the other extreme is that we can become so spiritual and so holy holier than that that we we forget about the practical pragmatic issues that we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis so this was good kawaza thank you so much man
2: pleasure to be here Thank as usual you. and as always all right.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode Of the Radiant Culture Podcast If you want to make a contribution Make a suggestion or have a request You can get in touch with us via email On radiantatthehub.co.zw Or inbox us On Facebook and Twitter Look out for the next episode and remember to share This one with everybody you know God bless It's hot, it's fresh, it's uncut Hashtag real talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.